trust the movement, I negate the chaos, uplift the negative, I'll show up at the table again and again. Welcome to Grassroot Ohio, conversations with everyday people working on important issues here in Columbus and all around Ohio. I'm Carolyn Harding, and today I'm talking with Kyla Merchant and Kathy Cowan-Becker, advocates for issue one, community choice aggregation for Columbus, Ohio, on the ballot as we speak. Kayla Merchant is a community organizer and resident of the South Side of Columbus. She served on the Shoemaker Place Civic Association's Executive Board, the Columbus Southside Area Commission, and recently left the corporate world to do full-time campaign work. She has worked with Yes We Can, Rep Your Block, and currently is an executive committee member of the Franklin County Democratic Party, and a board member for the nonprofit All Aboard Ohio, working to diversify public transit options across Ohio with a focus on passenger trail, sorry, passenger rail. <laughs> Kathy Cowan Becker chairs the Sierra Club's Ready for 100 in Ohio. So far, 168 cities, including Cleveland and Cincinnati, have committed to 100% renewable energy. Kathy has led the campaign in Columbus since 2017, as well as statewide groups supporting Ready for 100 efforts in Dayton, Toledo, and other cities. She is a trained climate reality leader. She's gotten arrested with the Sunrise Movement and Fire Drill Fridays and started the Columbus chapter of Citizens Climate Lobby. In her professional life, Kathy has a 25-year career in journalism, communications, and public relations. She currently, she just recently earned a master's in public administration and environment and natural resources from The Ohio State University. Welcome, you two. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Carolyn. Great to have you. I'm telling you, you are not so ordinary. I, I mean, every day, I think you're kind of uber activists. <laughs> <laughs> um, I see you both all over in the central Ohio area working on um, very important issues. And today, I know both of you are really highlighting um, issue one, which is on the ballot um, right now. Early voting is on its way, is and uh, folks have a lot of folks have their um, absentee ballots as well. So I really would like you to um, give us what community choice aggregation is in a nutshell, and please break it down, spell it out for those of us who need it. Let's start with you, um, Kayla. Great, thank you so much, Caroline. I appreciate it. Um, so that is a fantastic question. Community choice aggregation allows the city to effectively, quote unquote, collectively bargain to get the best rates on energy. But this is not just any energy. This is energy that's coming from 100% renewable sources. So aside from getting to 100% renewable energy, the other good news is the fact that our bills won't go up. This is not a tax. And additionally, residents can opt out for free, and I should also include not just residents, but businesses. They can opt out for free at any time should they choose to do so. This is a huge step forward for our city and for all of the pledges that have been made to us in the past that maybe we were still kind of wondering where things were going to go. And whenever I heard Mayor Ginther mention, you know, getting to 100% renewable energy earlier this year by 2022, I thought, how on earth are we going to do that? 
And then whenever I saw this come up, I thought, oh my gosh, wow, this is actually possible. So I'm very excited for this. And that's kind of a high level overview. And Kathy is really the subject matter expert. And we're so lucky to have her as yeah. a partner and stakeholder on this issue. So Kathy, I'm going to punt to you so you can kind of get into some of the nitty gritty about it. Um, sure. So Community Choice Aggregation is a program that was established in Ohio in 1999. So it's really well established here. Um, about 400 communities so far in Ohio, it could be cities, counties, townships, have aggregated either electricity or gas or both. And But most of them um, use, it's, it's used to create a bulk purchase program. So you know, it's the same idea behind like a Sam's Club, that if you pool together buying power, you can get a better product for a cheaper price. Um, so most communities are aggregated for just regular fossil fuel energy, but uh, we can get into this a little later, but there's at least two others in Ohio that are doing it for 100% renewable, and that's Cincinnati and Worthington led the way in Central Ohio a year ago. Worthington, go Worthington. So tell us, is this a citizen-led ballot initiative or is it a city council-led initiative? And is it a charter amendment or is it an ordinance? Kathy, what, do you, what have you found? So it was led, it was ostensibly led by the city council. Um, they were the ones who voted to put it on the ballot. Um, as you know, things can be put on the ballot either through a city council vote or through residents gathering a bunch of signature petitions. And this was done by the former. Um, it would not be a charter amendment, but it would be an ordinance and, and would set up this program. And so the reason it's going to citizens for a vote is it is, an, as Kayla mentioned, an opt-out program. If they pass it and they move forward with it, then all residents and businesses who are eligible will get a letter saying, do you want to stay in the program or do you want to opt out? And most people stay in the program. They don't take the action to opt out. And so that's what maximizes the bulk purchase power. But by the same token, the state of Ohio legislation requires that the city basically get approval from their constituents to negotiate with a utility for this, um, for a lower price for energy. So that's why it's on the ballot. Yeah, and just to follow up on this too, Kathy, I was gonna say it's um, buried in the Ohio revised code in terms of like the opt-out, opt-in mechanisms and things of that nature. Uh, I also think it's very important to shout out all of the advocates that have been doing this work for years. We did not get here just because the mayor or city council or the city or whomever decided overnight that they wanted to do this. Um, and I really wanna uplift my friend Kathy here and Ready for 100 and so many of these other amazing organizations that have been working on this stuff for so many years and really applying that pressure and lobbying our elected officials to make sure that they take climate change and the crisis that we're in seriously. So I couldn't let it go. <laughs> I'd like to ask Kathy, you know, uh, we've, I've interviewed you about what Ready for 100. Did Ready for 100, was that, did that come before this aggregation program or, or initiative? Did you lead the way? I mean, we've been talking to the city about this for a few years, just in general, in terms of we need to get our carbon emissions down. The science says we have to cut them in half by 2030. And aggregation is a key program to do that. And so at the time, Cincinnati was the leader in the state. They were aggregated for 100% renewable. And just last year, they um, had a con made a contract to build the largest municipal solar array in the country. So we kept pointing to that and saying, aggregation, aggregation. 
And it's true, aggregation would take a huge bite out of our carbon emissions. And we were just so pleased to see the city move forward. So it's kind of a no-brainer, actually. There's really no loss. I mean, it, people aren't going to be paying more. So basically, it's just a change that's for the better. Is Am I right there? Yeah, it's a change that nobody's really going to like physically see or tangibly see, you know, in the day to day, because, you know, your, your provider doesn't change. You still have AEP, your bill's not going to go up. If anything, it's probably going to go down, honestly. And, you know, again, just to reiterate, it's not a tax. It's not a tax increase has nothing to do with taxes. So this is a win-win for everyone at the end of the day, because we're going to have cleaner air, cleaner water, cleaner everything. I mean, this is a public health issue, you know, mm -hmm. and we have to treat it as such. So I'm really excited for it personally. Mm -hmm. I'm really surprised that the city council embraced it and put it forward. I, I'm, I give them respect for that. I think that they get kudos for that, um, for taking, taking action for climate change. Um, are there other folks in the city, other groups, other organizations that are behind this and supporting this yeah, issue? Definitely. Um, sorry, I'm just going back through my notes right here. Um, so I'm really glad that you asked about that, actually. We have a really broad coalition of businesses, consumer groups, environmental advocates, faith leaders, Columbus neighbor or neighborhood groups, so many different and diverse organizations who are all supporting this initiative. And I really think that it goes back to what I was saying a second ago, like the win-win nature of this plan makes it easy to generate that type of coalition. Because yeah. this is something like, I, I, you know, I think that we've all been around Columbus and Franklin County in general long enough that we know it's so rare that we all agree on something. Mm -hmm. And this That's is right. something that is just such a no-brainer. You know, it's like, wait, 100% renewable energy by 2022? Are you kidding me? Sign me up. No. <laughs> um, so I think it's really important to point that out. And also, um, we've gotten, forgive my barking dogs in the background, um, but we've gotten so many different endorsements, whether it's from you know, National Sierra Club, uh, Ready for 100 from Kathy, you know, Yes We Can, Columbus Working Families, Franklin County Democratic Party, um, Baptist Ministerial Alliance, you know, labor organizations. I, I could go on and on and on, but we'd be here all night. <laughs> are there any folks that, that, um, that you know that are supporting this? Well, so just last week, um, several of the environmental groups, about six or seven of us, um, had a joint press conference coming out in support of this. So all the environmental groups are, are completely on board for this. And I, I'm especially happy to see the labor unions, um, the electrical workers be on board because this would create a lot of jobs. And I don't know if I'm gonna be jumping to one of your other questions, but basically to supply this renewable energy, um, what AEP has proposed is building out 700 megawatts of wind and solar um, in Ohio, preferably in central Ohio. Um, so that's a lot of construction. There'll be a lot of construction jobs, a lot of maintenance jobs, and then those solar panels have to come from somewhere. So wouldn't it be nice if some entrepreneurs started up some solar panel manufacturing facilities in Ohio? Yeah. So this is, you know, great. This could kickstart a whole clean energy economy in central Ohio. I mean, there's just no downside. I probably imagine there are some folks who are not for it. Um, I probably don't want to give them too much focus, but are there any opposing forces in this issue? Honestly, at this point, we have not seen any type of like legitimate or organized opposition to this issue wow. uh, at all. 
uh, which honestly, like just coming from the campaign world, that's pretty surprising. Um, I will say that the chatter that we've seen on social media has been, you know, what I think we would expect to see in a big election year after 2016 and um, some of the, you know, international interference that we saw there. So we're not really taking a lot of I don't want to say we're not taking it to heart, but like the comments are just so odd that it's just like, oh, that, that doesn't quite make sense. <laughs> um, so I, I think that's good news overall. So no, no major opposition. Excellent. This is Carolyn Harding with Grassroot Ohio Radio. And today I'm talking with Kayla Merchant and Kathy Cowan Becker. And they are both strong advocates for the issue one that's on the ballots for the city of Columbus, which is um, um, aggregation, choice for aggregation for the city of Columbus. Kathy, I know you are a climate activist. Why do we need to pass this this year? You, know, you can see the climate crisis. You can see what's happening in California. You can see in Louisiana that there've been so many hurricanes that they've run out of letters of the alphabet for names. Um, it just keeps getting worse. And so the IPCC says we have to cut carbon in half by 2030. And it turns out that cities are where 70% of carbon emissions take place. And that makes sense. That's where the buildings are, the cars are, the people are. So we really have to concentrate on cities for this. And Columbus is the 14th largest city in the country and Ohio is the sixth highest carbon emitting state. So we need to do this here and we need to do this now. And, and that's really why Ready for 100 exists and why we were pushing so strongly for aggregation. All right, so, so. here, I have a question. Um, I've been working for a long time on the whole issue of fracking and natural gas. And the big issue for fracking is the toxic waste and the dumping of it in injection wells and in our, um, and in our uh, landfills. Is this, does this issue, consider natural gas as clean energy or green energy? Because a lot of people like to call it green energy or sustainable, but all of us in the know, know it's not. So can you give, can you give our folks a clear, clean answer about that one, Kath? Or, okay, how about you, Kathy? Um, everything I've talked to when I've had conversations with AEP, it's all about wind and solar. It's not even about nuclear. It's definitely not about gas. It's all about wind and solar. So that's what's the proposal to be built out. Yeah, and I just want to uplift what Kathy just said as well. In my conversations with AEP and the campaign and the city, et cetera, and so forth, um, the natural gas is just not something that is uh, being considered right now as renewable. Um, also, I'm from Oklahoma, and like we're having some serious issues and have been for several years with earthquakes as a result of the injection wells. So I wouldn't ethically feel okay about working for a campaign that were or that was pursuing natural gas and and all of that and fracking. That's pretty huge for Columbus to take a stand on that, um, on yeah. something that does not include natural gas. Because um, as I segue into that, um, as you know, OSU is working really hard to pass, build a gas power plant right in the middle of their campus. Kathy, you know a bit about that. So wouldn't, if, if this issue one is passed, would that power plant be considered illegal? No, it wouldn't be illegal. So um, with aggregation, not every unit or 
like business or resident would be covered. And so in particular, large businesses or large organizations that have their own energy supplies would not be covered. So it wouldn't affect OSU directly that way. OSU could still build this gas plant, but to me, it makes just no sense when the whole city is going to 100% renewable energy being supplied by local build out. OSU is a large organization. It's, you know, it's comparable to a small suburb and they could do the same thing. They could contract to build out local renewable energy to supply all of their electricity, which if I read their climate plan correctly is about 45% of their emissions. They could move that to renewables just as the city of Columbus is doing. And it makes no sense to me to build a, a plant that's based on fracked gas in the middle of the campus when the future is renewables. Everyone knows the future is renewables. Why are we not moving in that direction? Kathy, is there a, uh, is there a Ready for 100 OSU chapter? Uh, no, but there is um, a student group at OSU that there's actually a hearing about this tonight. Um, tonight. Tonight oh, being Wednesday, being Wednesday, Wednesday night. night. So it won't be Friday when this is broadcast, but, but there is an on-campus hearing about this. And there's a group um, with, this, with the Sierra Club National that has been working with the activist Becca Pollard on this. Okay. So we, we have lots of things to continue to work on, but right now we are advocating for something that most everyone in the know is supporting. And I do want to give credit to the city of Columbus for embracing this. Are there any folks that have really helped out push this um, issue one along? You want to give anybody a shout out? Yeah, I would really like to. Um... Mark Shanahan, he's a, a dear friend of mine, and he and I have done some political work together, so not like policy-related matters like this, um, but I do just really want to acknowledge all of the work that he's done over the years and his willingness to um, really inform people, to educate people, and also just his his wisdom and expertise in general. Um, he He's very brilliant, and he's a very kind person, and he's been willing to have lots of difficult conversations. So I, I think that he deserves that, that recognition. Um, Mark, and also, um, like I shouted out Ready for 100 earlier, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, also some of my friends who work at OEC, uh, Elena McCleary, um, a few other folks, and then uh, also Power Clean Future Ohio, Joe Florida, uh, Leo Almeida. There, there are so many different people that I feel like we could just like pump up and say thank you for all your activism and advocacy and work. Um, but those are the ones that are immediately coming to mind. And I hate to name names because I know I'm leaving people off, but we're very It almost sounds like an Academy Award um, acceptance. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy, how about you? Are there any folks that you think really have um, worked incredibly hard and efficiently to get this done? Um, so on my end, um, the two city council members we worked the most with who were Rob Dorans and Emmanuel Remy um, were wonderful to work with. Um, the Ready for 100 volunteer team has been amazing. So especially Rachel Wagner, Mary Delamater, um, Stephanie yeah. Pensamonti is a recent volunteer, Andrew Keller, um, Brittany Converse, and I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure. Here comes the music. The music is <laughs> turning on. But there's just been just, oh, and Eve Warnock, of course, um, who's made our videos. Just amazing people to work with. And we're just blessed to have them. 
Okay, so what, um, how can people get more information? I know um, that, um, yes, we can, did a symposium, a webinar online, and I'll make sure that um, Grassroot Ohio Facebook page has that um, webinar link, but are there any websites that folks yeah. check out? Yeah, for sure. So um, the website that we are directing people to is uh, www.cleanenergycolumbus.org. So that has a, just, you know, kind of a run through of what aggregation is and kind of the nitty gritty details and logistics and things of that nature. So highly recommend people check that out if they have questions. Um, if people have additional questions, uh, they can absolutely go to yesforissue1.com. Um, there is a way to get in touch with myself and others who are working on the campaign there. Uh, the yesforissue1.com website, that is the campaign website. Um, so it's a little separate from, you know, all the rest of the stuff. But I uh, highly recommend that people go and, and do, some, do some research on it and just see how great this is going to be for the city of Columbus and not just Columbus, but also for the state of Ohio, for the region. Because if we can reduce our carbon emissions by this much, then that's good for everybody. Talk about the region, Kathy. You're working on an initiative also in Grove City. Yes, so um, when Columbus took its step, that inspired um, a city council person who I work with in Grove City named Ted Berry. And, and he just championed it through Grove City and they put it on their ballot just as it is on the Columbus ballot. They have not chosen their supplier yet, which Columbus has. They'll do that if it passes Grove City, but I'm basically helping running the Grove City campaign. So it's issue 10 in Grove City. So look up yesforissue10.com. We have a whole website with FAQs and an about and links to news coverage and there's a couple of public forums coming up. Also the city of Grove City government has it right on the homepage of their website. They cannot say like push it yes or no. Their neutral public education whereas our campaign site is vote yes please if you're in Grove City. Excellent and also I know uh, my mayor of uh, Bexley, Ben Kessler, is also very supportive of it but we haven't taken it to the next step. But I'm, I'm very encouraged that um, he's forward thinking and that our community will also do the aggregation as well. They, I know you both are very active in a couple issues for this, for this actual election cycle. Are there any other progressive issues um, that you want to give a shout out about? And are there any other candidates that you feel like really need to, to um, be in people's um, foremost, foremost in their minds when they're voting? Oh. Carolyn, I'm so glad you asked. So I'm going to stump for an issue and a candidate. Um, okay. So I'll start with the issue first. Issue two is a matter of getting a civilian review board codified into the city charter. Yeah. This is absolutely critical to place pressure on the Fraternal Order of Police, which for anyone who doesn't know, the Fraternal Order of Police, the FOP, they are the union uh, for Columbus Division of Police um, and for many police officers across the country. Um, but it's very important that we get that civilian review board in place and that we pass this issue two in November. That way we can apply that political pressure to the FOP whenever we're negotiating the contract because we're all going to the bargaining table, right? The city is going to the bargaining table with FOP um, and it's very critical that we make sure that they understand that this is something that the residents of Columbus are demanding. 
Um, this is something that our community has been crying out for for decades now. Um, in addition to that, I want to shout out Gary Tyak for uh, the Franklin County prosecuting attorney. Um, Gary is an amazing person. He has a brilliant legal mind. He is a retired judge. Um, he is a very reform-minded candidate. And I just want to really uplift the fact that in Ron O'Brien, the incumbent, the GOP incumbent, his 24 years in office, he has not indicted one single police officer for killing a civilian in his 24 years. Uh, Ron O'Brien has got to go. In addition to that, he has turned a blind eye to corruption at the State House, and this is something that we really need to be paying attention to, as we saw with HB6 and the Larry Householder scandal, where there was $61 million that were involved in that bribery scandal. So the Franklin County prosecutor has jurisdiction over the State House, and we need to make sure that we're going to put someone into that position who actually is going to work towards change, work towards reform, and will actually combat corruption. So that's my stump. <laughs> so a yes for um, issue two, which is the Citizen Re Review Board. Yeah. And, and then a yes for Gary Tayak. Yes, for, for Franklin County Prosecutor. And also I want to uplift the Adam H. Levy yes. uh, issue 24. So this is something that's near and dear to my heart as well. Um, as someone whose best friend is a recovering alcoholic, um, Adam H. is super important because it provides funding to um, those who are in need for mental health services and also or substance abuse services. So it's very critical that we pass issue 24 as well because Adam H has actually not had an increase in their funding for more than 15 years now. Everyone there needs better mental health care right now. Kathy, yeah. is there anyone that you need to and want to put a shout out for any of the issues or candidates? Um, so I would agree with Kayla on issue two and, and Gary Tayak. Um, in addition, the general Democratic candidates on the ballot. Um, so Joel Newby, who's running against Steve Stivers in District 15 for Congress, he's a big proponent of renewable energy and also universal health care. So for those of your listeners who might be in District 15, that's, that's a good place to start. Nancy Day Ockauer in District 23 and Crystal Letton State Senate 16 are all people I'm going to be voting for and drops and lit for this past couple of weeks. Yeah, Elena Shear in District 12 too. Pardon me? Elena Shear up in District 12 too. Sorry, Kathy, if you already mentioned her. And I mm -hmm. mean, all right, so as we all know, we can never take anything for granted. We can't take issue one or two or Adam H for granted. So let's get the word out encourage folks to do the right thing for Columbus's present and future. And uh, I really appreciate you guys um, being on Grassroot Ohio today. I appreciate what you do every single day. The last minute, I'd like to just hear what gives you hope. Kathy. Um, just that we can make such change on the local level. And, you know, we're all on social media and I have friends and you probably do who are posting how climate change is like it's a done deal. It's going to just wipe everyone out. We might as well just hang it up. And I'm like, um, excuse me, but the 14th largest city in the sixth highest carbon emitting state is going to 100% renewables. Like, <laughs> you know, kind of, you know, people are, there is hope. And you, Kayla, we have yeah. 30 seconds. Oh, I can make it short. Um, I think the biggest thing gives me hope is that, A, I never thought that we would see a civilian review board in Columbus in my lifetime. I never thought that we would see any type of steps 
forward in terms of criminal justice reform in my lifetime here in Columbus. And I definitely, absolutely never thought that we would see 100% renewable energy by 2022. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I am just so excited and I'm so grateful and I feel like we have all this momentum and I'm really excited to keep it going. Thank you so much. And um, we'll be rooting for you and for all of us. Thank you, Carolyn. Thank you, Carolyn. In addition to our Friday 5 p.m. broadcast on WGRN, Grassroot Ohio will now air on Sundays at 2 p.m. at 92.7 and 98.3 FM, WCRS-FM. You can also find Grassroot Ohio on Facebook, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Grassroot Ohio, 94.1 FM, WGRN.org. We air Friday nights at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can listen to all our previous shows archived on the top post of our Grassroot Ohio Facebook page. There's a time to listen and learn, a time to organize and strategize, and a time to stand up, fight back. Come down to 